Hi guys, this is Joshua Schmidt coming back to you with another episode of the Nerd Assassin podcast. Today is going to be the first episode where we go into the Dinotropolis and learn about the Dapper Dinos, which is an NFT project that I've dived headfirst into over the last eight weeks. With me today, I have Ryan, aka Albino Rhino. And Ryan, can you go into like sort of what was what was your life like before crypto kind of your background story yeah yeah of course uh and and i want to thank you for for having me on first off uh i'm excited to be the first dapper dino on the podcast so uh hopefully we'll have more on as you know uh i did a little twitter poll to see who to have on first and you ended up coming ahead on that as one of the people that people would like to hear first on. You've been really active in the community, so I think a lot of people have connected with you and are interested to hear more about yourself. Yeah, uh, I was honestly surprised. I figured we would have Xenos on here because he actually seems to talk a lot more than me. Um, but no, I, I was happy. I'm happy to, to, to go into this uh, for the first time. and. Uh, but how, how I got started into all this, um, so just a little bit about me. I'll just fully dox myself real quick. Um, my name is Ryan. Uh, the Dapper Dino community knows me as Albino Rhino, uh, and, I, and I'm 23. Um, so I was in my senior year of college. Uh, I was a biology major. And I had submitted my some applications to go to PA school, and I, I've been a longtime follower of Gary V. Before the NFT stuff, um, I was really into his like garage flipping. Um, that was something that, that I was doing in high school. You know, uh, going and bu- buying these pallet shops uh, and, and buying them and, and flipping them on eBay, and um, so. One day, uh, while at the pharmacy, I uh, I also had a pharmacist um, tell me about Ethereum, and I did not know. It just sounded like a weird word, and I and I looked it up. You know, didn't know what it was, and then I I connected it to the NFTs that uh, Gary had been talking about forever, and so I dove into those um, for probably about a month just reading everything I could. And I actually, uh, before we got on here, I went back and I first bought Ethereum um, May 19th, 2021, was when I first uh, bought Ethereum. How, and how long, go ahead. How long did you, were you doing research for in between there? Was it uh, weeks or months? Um, I would say I would say a couple weeks. Uh, I'm pretty obsessive person, and so I want to know everything about everything now. Uh, and I'm also not patient, which is not, as we all know, that's not good for FOMO and and diamond hands. But what were some um, of the um, stuff that you read that was most helpful? Was there certain websites or articles that you remember that were very interesting? Um, let me think. So. Um, I started with Coinbase. Um, they had a lot of uh, videos um, of how to just set up, 
you know, buy Ethereum, what it was. They had these training videos where you could actually earn, you know, like $3 in crypto to learn about what it was. Um, and from Ethereum, I kind of started to learn what, you know, what the blockchain was um, and, and how all that worked. Um, and then from there, I learned how, what a wallet was um, and and set one up. And so I, I had ETH just sitting in there for a long time. And then eventually, and I actually have this down too, uh, so in September or September sixteenth, twenty twenty one, was when I bought my first uh, Dapper Dono. What was that first buy? So the first buy was um, the my PFP. That's been my PFP. I've changed it a couple times, uh, maybe for two days total. But it is, uh, I think it is number five zero seven three. I could be wrong, um, but it is a a green body dino with hollow spikes, heart eyes, uh, magenta background, and a pink uh, crew neck. And so that was my first one, and, and the eye patch, yes. Um, that was uh, and point eight ETH. Point eight ETH, yeah, yeah. So I bought into dinos. Um, I didn't get to mint a dino because um, I wasn't early enough. But so the dino, uh, dino was your first NFT you bought. Yes, dinos was my first. Um, How did you find out about them? What? Yeah. So I, uh, like I said, big time for Gary V. Um, eventually, I joined the V Friends Discord, and I I didn't really understand what Discord was. I didn't understand what. A community was you know I just I really thought it was kind of like one of those text message subscriptions that everybody signs up for and you know you'll get a ding every once in a while that's kind of what I thought about discord um so I spent some time in there and I was like oh man you know I I missed out on v friends and then they talked about doing their first plp and um it was the dinos and to be completely transparent, I, I dove right into the dinos without really knowing much, just because Gary V. Yeah. And so, when you say and dino, so I, you I mean you dove into the Discord or dove into how to buy right away. I, I dove in how to buy uh, right away because of an immense FOMO. Um, I did not want to miss out on another another good project. Um, because NFTs had just excited me that much. Um, I dove right in. I I didn't understand rarity. I didn't understand anything. So I got lucky with my first dino that I, I bought for point eight, which you know is not it's not cheap, but it was a rare dino. I think it's a top seven hundred dino. Um, so I, I paid an okay price for that. Um, but my second dino, I paid point five for. And it it's it wasn't as rare. I literally bought them off the looks, a hundred percent off of what I liked, and I liked the spikes. Um, and so that that's why I bought the first two dinos that I bought. No community, literally, just from Gary V and the artwork. Yeah, the uh, that the PFP you got, I just looked it up. It's a rarity rank six oh eight. 
and the eye so patch and the hollow spikes are its two biggest features pushing it up on rarity. Yeah. So I just got lucky there, really, with the rarity, because I didn't know what was rare. I just, I really liked how it looked. So, which is kind of cool, because, uh, you know, I, I like I said, I got lucky. Um, that's going to be a good transition, and you, you know, we're buying what you liked, and I, uh, I was wondering if you had to choose two different traits that make a good combo, what's your favorite uh, Dapper Dino two trait combo. Yeah, so there's a lot of traits that I like. Uh, like I said, I, the first thing I liked was the spikes. Um, but I've been thinking more about uh, how they are gonna look in the metaverse, you know. Um, and so to me, what pops, what pops the most to me uh, as a PFP or in Dinotropolis um, would be the is the bubblegum body. With the elegant red background, uh, which are two, which the red background I think it's it's not as rare. Uh, let's see, I don't know. It goes. Yeah, it's up there, but not the highest. There's uh, right. There's obviously the one on one sketches, but after that you have the dashing purple, and then the uh, fly magenta that your PFP has, and then elegant red is third. Okay. Yeah. So definitely above average. Uh, but yeah, I just I think it looks very clean uh, the pink uh, with the with the red background, and it just so happens that they're very rare too. Yeah, it's interesting. It made me think when you talked about what spikes would look like in the metaverse. Um, we've only ever seen the front of these dinos. I wonder in this metaverse what the yeah. backs of the dinos gonna look like, especially when you said the spikes because the spikes like how far down the back do they go and right? They do they go the all the way down to the tail? Yeah, that'll be. That'll be interesting to see these in, like, even though they're 3D art, they're still a 2D picture. Right. It'll be interesting to see how some of these translate to... Uh, yeah, I think some will get... Yeah, I think some will get, like, you know, more popular, maybe some less, depending on, like, how they look from behind, you know? But I think the spikes could really look cool. Um, so let's talk about this bubblegum body with the elegant red background. Um, yeah, I looked up how many of these dinos there are. Originally, there was ten of these, but one of them was actually sacrificed mm -hmm. in the Karma event. Um, if you, if you guys listening don't know what the Karma event is, um, go ahead and look up Dapper Dinos Karma. They have a whole Medium article about what had happened. But essentially, 555 dinos were sacrificed to save Dinotropolis. And they became resurrected as karma dinos. So I'm not going to go all the way through that whole story, but go ahead and look it up. But now there are nine dinos that have the elegant red background with the bubblegum body. Yeah. Do you? Did you have um, one of these that popped to you that made you think about the bubblegum red? Was there was there a first one that piqued your interest in it? Um, I really, not really, just, uh, just how it popped with the PFP, um, I like, like, my magenta, the reason I picked the magenta as my PFP is because I just like PFPs that pop, yeah. and so, um, I guess it did catch my eye, I don't know, uh, which one caught my eye, um, 
But the fact that I also know that the bubblegum body is a super rare trait probably makes me like it even more. Yeah. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if it was that Halo Toga, because I think that one went up for sale recently a couple times. Oh, really? Like, that one That one might have been like in the back of your mind. Yeah. I, um, I was actually thinking, I, I wonder if it would be more rare uh, if I flipped my preference and... Instead, it was a lava body with a magenta background. I would think that would actually be a more rare dino. Probably, because there's 61 bubblegum bodies, and lava's somewhere near there. I think 69. And then the red background is uh, 727, but the magenta is something higher than that. Um, I don't know off the top of my head, but it's more like 5%, more like 500 dinos. So it's probably... Uh more rare right um going into these this two trait combo again diving deeper into it out of those we talked there's nine dinos that have this combo three of them happen to be split heads so even rarer Um, right yeah very and as we go through them there's one that's a vr headset with a cowboy vest there's one that i just call the basketball dino he's just got like some plain clean cut hair and uh he's pretty clean yeah. dino all the way over and then yeah. we mentioned the halo toga who also has the hypnotic mask and there's actually two mm. different dinos with the hypnotic mask but one of them was the one that was sacrificed okay we got a uh, popped uh, pop dots with an orange hoodie there's one with hollow eyes i actually really like the hollow eyes i don't know why i think my, i do too I think my two favorite eyes, even though they're not the most rare, are the hollow eyes and the cyclops. Yeah, I, I really like the hollow. Those, that's I like hollow with uh, glasses. I just think oh, yeah. it, it's really cool. And then the last one that we didn't mention here is there's a one that has the rosy bandana with a tracksuit and some sunglasses on. If you liked yeah. girl dinos, that's a pretty good-looking girl dino. Yeah, it really is. I really like that one. Um, do you have a favorite out of those nine? Um, I'm not going to go with the... Uh, most people would probably say the split, uh, the mech head or split head. Is yeah. it mech or split? Split heads. Um, split heads. Um, personally, I'm going to go with the VR with the the red backwards cap just because I do have a uh, a VR dyno. Yep. And I just think they look really they, they look like they're already, you know, already in Dinotropolis. So, uh I would have to go with that one. Yeah. Uh that's a good one. I I'm sort of in between the basketball jersey. I'm just a big the basketball jersey is one of my favorite traits in general. And then the hollow yep. eyes. The hollow eyes looks really clean clean with the Pepe jacket. Yeah, I agree. Hundred percent. Um, so the, out of these dinos, there is only three for sale. Um, the floor right now is one point nine. That's the one we mentioned with the hollow eyes and the Pepe jacket. Mm-hmm. And the there's one other one listed right around that one point nine, the Toga Halo. And then uh, there's one listed that essentially says, "I don't want to sell it unless you're going to overpay." In the orange hoodie pop dies. Yeah. Yeah, Orange Hoodie, Orange Hoodie has, you know, they have like an own faction of their own. Them and the Wizards, uh, I think that's something interesting that we'll see with, uh, you know, other NFT projects too, but Dappers specifically because, you know, 
um, people want to be included in these, you know, different factions. So we could see less rare traits become more rare, which is uh, just really cool about this project. Yeah, I think the dads did a very good job of picking traits that speak to different groups. You know, there's some yeah. people that really like the pearls, or there's people that really like being a pirate or being a cowboy. And I think I think most of the traits have some sort of like tug on somebody. Um, yeah, no, I agree. Uh, that's why I, I think NFTs are so cool uh, because. Different PFPs, you know, they speak to different people, uh, whether it's just clean artwork or it's something that resonates with you personally. Um, I, I know that I've per I'm personally connected with my dinos. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's just really cool to see people uh, kind of connect with their PFP and, and get, you know, personal with it. A fun community event that's coming in the future. Um, it's been hinted at on Twitter, so it's not complete alpha, but... Um, we're trying to set up a March Madness style bracket with these traits because you talked about yeah. certain factions that are really strong. Um, yeah. And if we think it would be cool to put together a bracket with, like, let's say 16 different traits and see which one comes out on top from community voting. Yeah, that, that would be really interesting to see. I would put... I'm not in, I don't know about you, I, I personally, I have 12 dinos, but I do not have any of these so-called, you know, these factions that have started up. Uh, I'm not in the orange hoodie gang, the um, the wizard hat, or the uh, the pirates. Um, so yeah, I would be, I would probably put my money on the orange hoodie, but. I, I'm not in any of them either. There's a few... Um, patterns that I've seen in my dinos, and I like it'd be cool if they had a faction there. Um, and I want to get in the cowboy hat dino. That would be. Uh, yes, I love. Uh, that's why I, I have a cowboy hat dino. It's actually a, it's a five trait. Uh, and being from Kentucky, like that's just. Uh, I was like, you know, that's that's kind of cool that I have a, a cowboy. So. Yeah, I've leaned into Texas culture since moving here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot that's where you live. Uh, yeah, you should definitely get one. I think Von Miller has a cowboy, a cowboy hat down. If I'm not wrong. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, back to these bubblegum bodies, elegant reds. I went through the previous sales data to see um, how they've been tracking. Because sometimes you can see these listings, but really that's not what they're going to sell for. Because right, you have to kind of look at the past listings to see. Um, one interesting note is we said there's three bubblegum split heads. None of those have ever sold. They've been held since mint. Wow. And also the orange hoodie one that we talked about, that one's also been held since mm -hmm. mint. Like I said, they got it priced wow. in, in the, I don't really want to sell this. Right, Four yeah, ETH. yeah. For ETH, yeah. Uh, no, th those are, you know, my preferences are, are expensive. Uh, and, yeah. Uh, the they got diamond hands the the purples the or the pink bubble split gums, heads yeah, yeah bubblegums just bubblegum in general the bubblegum split heads even more but bubblegums in general uh, but there actually has yeah. been some sales recently on your two trade combo here just two days ago the uh -huh. tracksuit rosie was sold for one point two ETH so that was a big sale wow and then nine days ago the halo Toga was sold for 0. 0.65. Uh, 
That's why I thought wow. it might have been one of them that had caught your eye because it was. Just yeah, a couple the, weeks that point six. Point six five. I mean, just not looking at. You know, I don't have the rarity or anything in front of me, but uh, I would say that's a pretty good buy. Yeah, they're not going to regret that one. No. And like I said, they already have it listed for two ETH now. So yeah, the rarity rank on that one is 253. Oh, wow, yeah. So definitely a good buy. Yeah, that wow. got pretty much stolen. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Paper hands. The rest of the sales are a month or further ago. Um, yeah, so these don't change hands very often. These are no. pretty stable. Uh, there's some listed, but you're really going to have to pay a premium to get into this club. Yeah, and honestly, if I can add, I think that's something we're really seeing like in this space that we're in where our floor, you know, it's been just kind of fluctuating around the point two. You know, it'll go to point. 0.25 recently, but uh, I think right now it's at like 0.175. But we're seeing these rare dinos get into a lot of the community's hands uh, and, and diamond hands. And, and uh, yeah, we're seeing less and less rare dinos on the market. Yeah, the even the medium uh, dinos, the ones that are in that, you know, 5,000 to 2,000 rank have been thinning and thinning over the last two yes. months. Yeah. Um, that's a good transition into the topic that we want to concentrate on today. Um, I asked Ryan sort of what's on his mind, what's interested him in the Dapper Dino Land, and today he wanted to talk about different types of buying strategies. Um, so we're just going to – we're neither of us are experts on this topic. We are just going to – spitball different ideas different strategies and every strategy isn't right for everybody there are you have to sort of be self-aware um to know which strategy works best for you um, you talked a little bit earlier in the podcast that your initial strategy was buying dinos that just piqued your interest aesthetically um after those first couple buys, is that still your buying strategy, or have you changed it at all? Yeah, uh, so, yeah, like you said, uh, before I was just buying straight um, whatever they had it listed for, uh, and also just based off uh, preference. So now that I've been in uh, NFT world for <clears throat> about six months, I guess, uh, a little over maybe, um, well, I, I think the best strategy for, well, there's a diff, to me, there's a couple of different scenarios. Uh, so whenever, whenever you have a project that may have a quick rising floor, um, not, not like the dinos right now, but like when I bought in, um, you saw more, uh, snipes, uh, which I would define as buying uh at the the seller's price um but it, it's listed you know the the rarity uh is higher than what the price is what do you what do you consider a snipe i guess because like for me you know you can buy it for what it's listed for and it might be listed fairly but there's a certain 
discounting factor that you'd have to have for it to be really be considered a snipe? Like, is it half of its value or? Yeah. Um, I guess, yeah, it would be hard to really nail it down to me. A, a, a successful snipe is getting, um, just getting a very rare dino for, uh, I would say near floor. At least at least twenty five percent off, um, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, that that's probably about right. I'd probably I haven't thought about it before I asked this question. But yeah, it's, it's kind of tough. But... I don't know. I was probably thinking somewhere between fifty to seventy five percent of its true value. Yeah, right. Uh, I think it depends, you know, uh, a really good, like, let's just say you have a project that the, the floor is, is insanely high, like a five eighth floor and, and you snipe something for 25% off. Well, that's a big deal when it's a five eighth floor. Yep. Uh, but on a lower floor, maybe like the dinos, like you were saying, 50 to 75% off, uh, would be a, a, a better snipe. So I would say it varies project to project, but with the dinos, I would say a snipe right now would be, you know, like 50% off. Yeah, and it's a little bit of a feel thing, too. If you're if you're talking about the rarer dinos, where the floor is closer to an ether 2, it might be different. Yeah, um, right. In the range that I'm playing around in, which is closer to floor, um, I usually think of it as getting a rare dino, maybe rarity... 2000 or 2500 and above at mm-hmm. at or near floor if you're getting in that yeah. you said our floor right now is 0.175 if you were getting that somewhere in the 0.16 to 0.2 range um mm-hmm. and getting something rarer that's what i'm thinking of when i hear snipe right yeah what do you think about um the sniping is one strategy, but another strategy that we've definitely seen employed in Dapper Dinos is offers, putting in some WETH offers on OpenSea. Yes. Which have you um, done in the past? What have you been more successful with? So, actually, I have personally never done a WETH offer. Uh, I know you have, so you, you, know, you could probably speak more on it. Um, but, so when I bought the I bought two initially and in January I bought 10 uh or maybe just de- December yeah so yeah I flipped the, I flipped the project and the floor I, I got my dino I got one dino for point one eth um I got another for point one four. Um, a couple for maybe 0.16. So I got my dinos really cheap. So I, and I thought the floor was at a price where a uh, a weath offer may uh it may get sold before the the owner accepted the offer. So in that scenario where I thought the floor was undervalued, um, I just bought straight off the uh, off of OpenSea at the seller's price. Um. But like with with you, uh, I know you have got some really good weeds offers, uh, while the floor is kind of stabilized, um, and to me that is the the best strategy right now is uh, 
putting in these with offers. We've seen people in our community like Exterm- uh, Exterminator really get some crazy deals with these with offers. Yeah, I see him as just being incredibly patient and yes. willing to let go of deals. The If you're in a lava floor, I could see offers just being off the table because yes. everything is selling and it's climbing fast. So you, you're going to be out. But we've been, like we talked about a couple times, in a more stable, at least since I've been here in the last two months, everything's been kind of stable. So yeah. the offers are working a little better. And I've seen um, a lot of the offers that get accepted where it makes the community go, wow, <laughs> what happened there? Yeah. Um, I go into OpenSea and look at the um, history on it, the activity. And a lot of times what I'm seeing is two scenarios. Either somebody minted it um, and has held it for five months and probably not kept up with the project. Mm -hmm. Or it got sold four four or five months ago, uh, which isn't that far off a mint, but they were getting sold in that um, hot market. Mm -hmm. And then we haven't had any major releases since uh, the Karma event. So they probably have just either lost faith or lost interest. Um, I have a theory that I haven't dove in to prove. Um, But like we said, this was one of Gary V's first PLP projects. So there's a lot of people that came over from VFriends into it. Yeah. And with VCon around the corner, the book games um, leaks from Gary have increased. So I have a yes. theory that there's some of these people that are selling are flipping over into book games. Yeah, I, I would not doubt that uh, one bit. Um, but going back into um, sniping and offers, um, my first buy, my first two buys actually, were both snipes. Um, personally, my overall buying strategy is I'm not buying anything at its current value. I would rather sit and be patient. Um, And I think a lot of in this type of market where everything's stable, your money's made at the buy. So Mm. I'm wanting to buy it. I think right now I have in mind as my limit of being uh, like 70% of its value. Um, So I want to feel like I could relist this at about 50% more than I paid for it and get it to sell within a week or two. Right. And so the two strategies we talked about to do that is you either got to snipe or you got to put in offers. Yeah. If you're sniping, um, you got to have the ETH in your wallet (laughs) ready to go and you need to be a hawk on dino listings. Yeah. Because you're not the only one sniping. (laughs) You got to be ready to go. Um, Anything that I've sniped I've heard chatter in the, in general, um, on the Discord about people trying to buy it, and I, I've told people I was like, actually, I already got the transaction going. <laughs> you're, yeah, you're right. Uh, so my first buy was um, a point two magenta, um, which I haven't yeah, seen posted since then, and that one was like overnight. <laughs> that's that's one of those where uh, my baby <sighs> woke up at three in the morning and I checked Dino listings real quick and I'm like, Oh, Hey, uh, mom, I gotta go <laughs> do this yeah. real quick. I'll be up for a little bit. That one's not as rare as your magenta, but it's, uh, 
top fifteen hundred, so it's not. Yeah, uh, but you got you paid uh, a fourth of what I paid. That yep. that's a crazy snipe. And then the second snipe I got wasn't as good, um, but it's still decent. I got a snazzy orange for point one seven, so I got it at a floor. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, but then after that. Um, I was out of ETH for a month because I, I only put it yeah. in at the beginning of the month. Yeah. Keep myself honest on how much I'm spending on it. And uh, in that time, like you said, I saw a lot of exterminator offers going for crazy low. And I was like, you know, I'm in this NFT space right now just to learn. And right. one thing to learn is how these offers go. What, what does it mean to wrap ETH? What are the fees on that? Um, how to put in offers? Um, and... What also happened to me was I only had um, it was either 0.12 or 0.13 ETH left, which wasn't at floor, um, so I knew I wasn't going to be able to snipe anything. So I was like, "Right, let me just take a chance, and I'll just put in a bunch of like low ball offers and see what happens." Right. Yeah. So, so I put in those 0.12 offers, and I got essentially a floor level dyno for that offer price. So I was like, "Oh, okay, this offer thing works." Yeah. Because there's no way I'd be able to get that sniping. Um, yeah. That's that's what's so good about it. Because, like, you, you were told, you were, you know, you were priced out of the project with what you had in your wallet. And, you know, it, you just, you threw it out there. And um, for someone that, um, you know, doesn't have a lot of ETH, uh, I would really recommend it. You know, especially right now where our floor is kind of stabilized. Just shoot your shot, you know. Yeah, and I think the other thing that I learned about offers that I didn't know, I had to ask the community, is that if you have, um, let's say, 0.15 ETH, you can put in 100.15 offers. You don't have to have the ETH for all of it. So the strategy I've used every time I put in an offer is to pepper those offers everywhere. Right. Yeah, I didn't. I did not realize that either. And I think I saw it maybe when you did. I don't know who was talking about it, um, but I I was under the assumption that you put it on one dyno. But yeah, the way right. But it's actually if you have you know point one five ETH, you put it on all dynos, and whoever accepts it is you know, and then all the other offers disappear once your offer is accepted and a tech technicality there is those offers aren't canceled um they mm -hmm. are hidden um so okay. if you um refill your wallet with more w eth those will be there for people to accept again oh uh, if they okay expired. I, yeah I, okay i did not know that which is which is good to know you don't accidentally get an yes. offer that you didn't want anymore right yeah, yeah. Like I said, I put in that point one three offer, and I peppered it on just, like, I knew I wasn't going to get a rare dino for it, but, like, if I get a floor dino for point one three, I'm never going to be mad about that. So I didn't know looking. The other thing to know between snipes and offers is snipes, you can wait for a dino that you like. With offers, because you're using this peppering strategy, um, you're you kind of get what you get. Right, yeah, you don't know. Um, so I peppered those, got one, and, like I said, I wasn't attached to it. So I relisted it at a price where I was like, maybe somebody will get this, but probably no one's going to pay that. And I relisted it at 0 0.23, 0 0.25 ETH, somewhere in there. 
and somebody mm. accepted it. And so that, that ended up being like a one week flip to give me an extra ETH, which allowed me to buy, um, to put in more offers again. <laughs> so right. you can flip up, which, uh, I think is something that people in the community do. Um, if you want to do this flipping strategy versus the buy and hold strategy, which is another strategy we should talk about in a little bit. Um, but then yeah. I had, you know, 0.23, ETH somewhere in there. And I peppered that on, um, essentially as many elegant reds and magentas as I could find. Yeah. I figured any one, any red or magenta that I get for that price is, yeah. is a deal. Yeah. Um, and ended up getting an offer accepted on there. So, so far these offers have worked. Um, but like I said, if you're doing this offer snipe strategy, I think you have to be okay with not having your favorite dino and instead yeah. just getting one that you like there were some that i skipped where i was just like i don't like this dino um right i can't remember yeah. exactly what the traits were but there's certain traits where that just don't speak to me so i skipped those um but you're sniping offers you kind of have to be okay getting what you get right and, and if if you are picky and you still want to do an offer you know you just realize you know they may not get accepted because you know you may be so picky that you're only putting with offers on 10 dinos yeah. instead of like you said peppering everywhere so it, it could it could you know if you're still picky and wanted to do the with offer um you just have to be really patient and persistent on those few dinos that you choose yeah and when i say pepper i mean i put like 20 to 50 offers down <laughs> I right was, i yeah. was really pepper <laughs> um and the other um thing to look out for when you're putting down offers is you can see what offers are already out there so mm. if you see you might see an offer that's more than you have in your pocket right now or more than you're willing to spend um so you can go ahead and skip over those right um so another strategy that we see deployed there's two different you can do this sort of buy and hold strategy which i think you're more in the camp of or you yeah. can do this i'm gonna sort of flip up as i move along um go ahead and talk about what puts you in that buy and hold camp uh yeah so honestly with me uh, a lot of my um reasons for holding dinos is Simply the fact that I don't, I'm I'm scared of a lava floor, <laughs> um, especially right now. Because to me, uh, you know, pending pending every the market things that are outside of the dino, the dino's control, pending everything that uh, works out well, the market's stable and whatnot. I believe that March is the month of the dinos that we're really gonna see. Um, the floor rise, you know, stuff starts rolling out, you know, the stuff that the community has been excited about for a long time. And so, um, I haven't, I, I actually, I recently did list some dinos for sale for the first time. Um, but yeah, I, I'm really, I don't want to be priced out of dinos. Um, and so I figured instead of the strategy of me, getting a dyno for a discount and 
then relisting it, flipping it, kind of like what you've done. Um, instead, I have consistently bought at the floor and just kept on, uh, you know, putting my, you know, my earnings into ETH, saving up, and until I'm priced out of that floor, uh, I just want to keep on accumulating dinos and holding them. Only because I don't want to be uh, to let go of a dino and then get priced out. Yeah, my biggest fear is that lava too. I don't. I want to make sure that I always have four dinos. That's sort of my number. So it's like, yes. Right now, I just recently got to four, and now I'm trying to think: Do I? How do I want to play this now? Like I'm sort of at this crossroads point where do I want to? take one of the dinos that's weaker on my team and try to flip it, add some ETH to it, and move up? Or do I want to get a fifth dino and have that be, like, my flip dino, where if I get priced out of the market, I'm okay because I still have four, and I'm just kind of... I'm in that debate mode right now. Yeah, it's it's really it's really tough, because uh, I have... You know, I have some rare dinos. Like, my PFP, I have it listed for 1.5 ETH, so no one's going to someone's personally going to want to take my dino if they're going to, you know, if they're going to buy that. But, um, <clears throat> I, I kind of lost my, I'll, And for me, I don't, uh, <laughs> the one dino that I haven't listed was my PFP because it was yeah. not only the first dino I purchased, but the first NFT. So I have this, it's the only one I have an emotional attachment to right now. Yeah. Yeah. So, you, so your, your first NFT was dinos too. Uh, basically. I did buy, I technically bought other NFTs, um, but I didn't buy them on OpenSea. They're not in, right, okay. uh, they're not in a custodial wallet. They're sort of those like NBA top shot, uh, recurring right, okay. where they have kind of their own marketplace. So they're technically right. an NFT, but they don't feel like it because they're all in one wallet owned by the company. So it's really centralized for a blockchain product. Yeah. So I call this my first real NFT. Yeah, no, I, I would agree with that uh, for sure. Um, when you're buying, how do you think of sort of rarity versus price? Like, let's say you have um, 0.3 ETH in your wallet. Are you trying to get the rarest dino you can get, spending it all at once? Or are you trying to get sort of the cheapest dino and just get uh, sheer number of dinos? Oh man, this to me is like the debate of the dinos. Uh, more dinos or rare dinos? Um, and I still haven't figured out my, you know, my my strategy for it. If I had point three ETH right now, I think my strategy would be um, like what you've done is to just because I do ha I have twelve dinos. So if I had point three, I would probably um you know pepper some you know 0.15 offers uh on multiple dinos and, and try to get maybe maybe two uh maybe get lucky get a rare dino uh off a uh, a weath offer and maybe not uh, maybe try the flipping strategy that's you know worked for you because i'm not I've never done weath, so if I did that, I would I would go the weath route because I think you could possibly get really lucky with it, and then you know, 
if you want to relist it and, and get you know maybe even a more rare dino or more dinos yeah yeah i think every time there's a town hall or an ama the whole community is like trying to reevaluate this is like do i just want to get a lot of dinos and stake and breed them or do i want to get the rarest dinos for the derby for the most yeah. dinos and i think it just it just flips every time everyone's like oh they talked about staking in this one like i'm gonna sell my rare dinos to get more to stake and then they're like well this is a play to earn game there is staking but you're gonna get most from playing so they're like oh wait no right now i want to sell floor dinos to get a better dinos and right it's tough uh you know i'll let you in on my personal total guess because we don't none of us really know until the game's out what the strategy is because eventually there's going to be I think there will be multiple strategies. I think that's the best thing about the dinos is that there will be multiple strategies. Uh, but I do think there will be some better than others. Um, personally, I think my strategy right now um, is, like, let's say one of my dinos. So, like I said, I would try to get probably more dinos because I think the OG collection with the Karma's ability to stake, I think... If the game, you know, if everything, um, if the game is as good as I think everybody believes it will be, I think staking long term um, may bring me the most value. Just because I think those will be the dinos that I get priced out of compared to baby dinos. Um, yeah, I think my so, current strategy is to get the strongest four person team I can well-rounded for four-person yeah. team but my biggest fear is that the cooldown is gonna bite me and i would have rather had yes. two teams to alternate but i don't think even the dino dads or the game dev team knows how they're gonna play this cooldowns uh yet yeah so it's impossible for me to predict but right now yeah that's the cooldown <clears throat> yeah the cooldown is really going to be a factor because with the cooldown you know the karma's biggest to me the biggest perk is no cooldown um and so i'm curious to see how you know if the cooldown isn't as long it would bring more value to the non-karmas where if the cooldown is kind of substantially long i think karmas will explode because you can just keep on playing and earning over and over um. Yeah, what I guess if you had, you know, with the floor price right now, if you had five floor dinos, um, would you trade them in for a karma? Or would you, or if you had a karma, would you sell it to get five floor dinos? Where's your head at? So, personally, right now, before, uh, now ask me after tokens launch, it could be totally different, but right now, with the breeding token that comes with a dino, any dino, um, I think that uh, will be a big play once people start, you know, on their fourth, fifth for Karma's six breeds. Um, I think I would take the five dinos with the, you know, you can stake, you can stake all five, and with the five breeding tokens. That's where my head's at 100% right now. 
Um, but you know, after you, when you don't get the free breeding token, now now that would be a totally different scenario. But for right now, I think I would take the floors with the uh, the bonus tokens. Yeah, and I think that matches where our heads are at. I'm more in the karma camp, but like I said, I'm keeping my roster to four to five and trying to get them as strong as possible through trading up or adding ETH and selling. Whereas you've had more of the strategy of like, I'm going to hold and just keep uh, growing my herd. Right. So would you, uh, I know you have a karma uh, for everybody that doesn't know. Um, Josh beat me out of the, the Raider competition for the Karma Dino. But I, I'm, we, we talked before, you know, everything was released and, and I wanted you one of me or you to have it um, and where I do have some dinos I was happy that you got the karma uh, are you considering selling your karma for more floor dinos or are you you know totally holding it not letting it go it's listed <laughs> um, okay so I'm willing to let it go um, but it's listed um, you know, I could get caught up in a lava floor, but it's listed right now where if it were to sell, um, I could buy another Karma and put a little bit of ETH in my pocket. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, if all of a sudden somebody came and swept uh, Karma floor, I'd be in trouble. <laughs> I probably wouldn't be able to get back in. Right. Um, so there's right. some risk there. But to mitigate that risk, I've been putting it at short intervals. Um, there also is a dino that's been listed that's been really catching my eye that caused me to be able to list the yeah. karma um yeah but yeah this i think the value of the karma besides just them looking cool like they for sure have the yeah. coolest backgrounds and when we get new yes. people into the space they're gonna attract people they're gonna attract these newcomers like what are these karmas but besides that i think the value of the karma really hinges on this cooldown the other um benefits are nice but I think whether whether or not this becomes the dino to get or if it becomes a popular one is going to depend on that. Right, and and with them being, you know, you have a karma, so you're sitting in the boat where, you know, you can sell it and get, you know, if you sold it for, uh, you know, I forget what you said, you had it listed at. I listed at 1.2. Um, 1.2, I mean, you could get a lot, especially if you did with offers. You, I would say you could at least, I mean, you could get a whole another team. Yeah. Um, but with there only being 555 Karmas and they release a cooldown that, you know, makes people wait a little longer, you, you know, you can get priced out of them really quick at 555. Yeah, yeah it's a a risk i'm not 100 percent comfortable with it but in yeah. reality it's probably not going to sell and it'll just delist in a day or two here and then i'll have right. to make the decision again um, yeah let's talk about your dinos um yeah if you had to put together your top derby team right now which four dinos would you choose in there and then you know if you have the numbers in front of you give those and also kind of a description on what they look like yeah, okay. So, my top four dinos. So, the first, my my best dino, my first dino, um, is the f- number 5073, the the green body, heart eyes with the eye patch, magenta background with the pink polo. Um, that's my rarest dino. Um, 
And then next would be number uh, 7720. Uh, this, to me, is... It may be the most uh, aesthetically pleasing dino. It's got uh, the snazzy orange background with the green bowler hat um, with the mask hard eyes, and it's a blue dino. So I think that's my second. Um, my third is dino number uh, 6,458, uh, which is, let's see... That's the teal spotted dino with the horns. The teal, and the yes, uh, he's got the heart eyes and a lab coat on. Yeah, um, which that that's that really surprised me because I did not. I honestly figured uh, the VR dino would be uh, one of my four rarest, but the the teal spotted is a just for you that don't know. I think it's a very undervalued trait right now. And then, besides the ultra rares, the bubblegum lavas, bones, it is the next rarest body. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, and then um, my last, uh, my fourth rarest dino is 4,079. And that is, um, it is a, it's got a, trying to think of the headwear it's name a it's king a... king headwear king hat okay king headwear um with the gray body a chain um and the orange turtleneck um so yeah those are those are my top four I, honestly i didn't before i was looking at the stats on them i, I figured the vr dino would be up there uh, it's really fast but yeah. uh i guess the other traits are not quite as strong yeah, so let's talk about... It sounds like you chose these mostly um, off of their rarity, but I was going to talk in-game stats a little bit. The yeah. caveat here to know is these in-game stats are just their starting stats as level 5 dinos. So there may be some that are lower now than other dinos, but by the time it's a level 10, it'll even out. So right. if you have... Um, a teal spotted body versus a teal spotted body, they'll eventually come to the same max trait um, okay. for the body. But where we're at now, um, looking at your four dinos, your top overall dino um, isn't the same as your rarest one. So actually that green bowler hat dino with the mask hearts is yeah. your strongest overall. Okay, wow. And that's the one that you bought two months ago for 0.23 ETH. Yeah, um, yeah, that's that was. I think that was my bet. That has been my best. Um, that's been my best NFT buy, really, and even more so now that you say it actually is above the uh, magenta. Yeah, rarity rank on that one is 1,092. And. Uh, if anybody wants to steal them from a Bible Rhino because you're afraid of his team, <laughs> it is currently listed at 0.7. Yes. You're like, it's te it's tempting. <laughs> you're like, please expire, please expire. Yeah, I, I only listed it. It's got four days left. I, I ended it on Sunday because I'm just waiting for the team to just be like, it's it's going, and then I'll, I'll be like canceling all these offers. So uh, if you want it, you better grab it quick. <laughs> So it's 
total stats, uh, just added all six together, is 370. Um, the median dino, so like dino number 5,000, has 335. So it is, you know, a big jump above what a average right. dino is. Yeah. And then your weakest dino of these four is the uh, King Hat Turtleneck Dino, the one with the chain. Oh, wow. That one you also bought for two months ago for 0.175. So you bought that at the floor. So it's, to make it in your top four for a floor dino, it's still good. That's still a good buy. Right, yeah. Um, my best buys definitely came after uh, I've learned. I've learned, I know, and you have too, like everybody, you learn something every single day in this space. And uh, it, it shows my first two buys versus my last ten. Uh, I've definitely got uh, some good deals. Yeah. And then overall on your team, your team is a very strong defensive team. Um, all these buys were before the stats came out, so I'm sure that isn't on purpose. But right. you've got multiple dinos at like 73, 75 for defense. Um, with that yeah. uh, bowler hat one being the strongest with a 75 defense. Yeah, so no, so so no, uh, red and, and blue green shells, dino shells, uh, are gonna stop me on the track, I guess. <laughs> um, looking at your team, uh, if there's something to improve on, it looks like your acceleration is the lowest. Um, you have your teal spotted dino, um, has pretty good acceleration at 66, but uh, all three other. The three other dinos, they all are below the median for acceleration. So you might have um, a good defense and attacking team, but uh, you better not hit the brakes at all. It's got to be all <laughs> speed because you're not accelerating right. back up very fast. And so does uh, does the acceleration, does that correlate with the body? Um, did we release acceleration yet? I think we did. I knew speed was the eyes. Uh, I didn't know what acceleration was. I was curious of what trait that uh, would be. But, yeah, I may have to throw in uh, a, a different dyno that maybe isn't as good on defense um, and has more acceleration, uh, which is, you know, it's so cool that these dinos, like you, you can, I could find a floor dino that just has insane acceleration, and it's still a good buy, a good buy for me for my team. Uh, which is, like I said, I think this project has so many different angles on it. There, there's not just one at all. Yeah, I think this has this is a bit for everybody in here. Whether you just like PFPs or if you like strategizing for the game, or if you just like you know trying to find a good buy and flipping like there's a little bit for everybody yeah for sure um so just in this last couple minutes here um i'm gonna throw some rapid fire questions at you um if right. the rapid fire is in they're gonna be quick for me to ask but if you want to dive deeper into explaining why feel free okay but this will be just to kind of get to know you a little bit better um, okay yeah i'm ready man let's start with uh Milk versus orange juice. Um, I'm gonna go milk. I'm a big cereal guy. Orange juice gives me heartburn. I'll take I'll take my two percent milk all day. Basketball versus football. Uh, football. I'm a huge football fan. Rip my Cincinnati Bengals. Um, 
we shouldn't have got called for that holding call, but you know, it is what it is. But football is uh, always my my true love. Joe Burrow, overrated or underrated? Oh, uh, honestly, I, I I will say I think he's properly rated. Uh, before he brought the Bengals to the Super Bowl, I, I think he was slightly underrated. I think he's properly rated, and you know, has some stuff to prove. But I love some Joe Burrow. Matt Stafford, overrated or underrated? Underrated. Uh, his career was wasted in Detroit. He came out to L.A. and, yeah, got the job done. Pens versus pencils. Ooh. I'll say I, I'll say pen or pencils because everybody makes mistakes, including me, and uh, sometimes my handwriting gets really sloppy, so I appreciate the eraser. Sweet snacks versus salty snacks. Uh, sweets. Um, I love late night ice cream, Halo Top, uh, <laughs> cookies, man. I got a sweet tooth bad. Karma versus dashing purple. Oh man, <laughs> this it's is big tough. debate in the community right now. Oh, it's it's a debate because the purple dashing purple has diamond hands. I, they are the most diamond hands uh, or little faction in the dinos, in my opinion. Uh, but I will say Karma because of the cooldown um, and the six breed. I, I would probably go with the Karma. The Office versus Parks and Rec. Um, I'll say I've not watched much Parks and Rec, but I've watched every episode of The Office, uh, and I freaking love it. Attack versus defense. Um, they say defense wins championships, but speed is so much funner. So I would rather be going really fast. Uh, so I'll take speed. Netflix, overrated or underrated? Um, I'll say, I'll say properly rated. There's some really good streaming services out right now, but Netflix still they still got some really uh, nice series on there. College sports, overrated or underrated? Underrated. Um, I'm a bit. I'm from Kentucky, so I love March Madness. I love Kentucky basketball. Uh, love college football. Um, I wouldn't say it's better. I wouldn't say college football is better than the NFL, but in all other sports, probably. So I'll say uh, underrated. Mechheads, overrated or underrated? Underrated. I I see. I think there was a mechhead. Did it sell maybe yesterday or two days ago for an absolute steal? Uh, so I think I think some people are really underrating the mechheads because they are sick. Pizza overrated or underrated? Uh, properly rated. I only. Actually, I'll say overrated. My dad burnt me out on pizza as a kid. So, I love pizza, but, uh, you know, I like other foods, too. Well, I want to thank you for coming on today. Do you uh, have anything else that you want to say to the audience before you leave? Um, Yeah. uh, Yeah, thanks for – it's totally in left field for me to do anything like this, but it's been really fun. Uh, But I want to shout out the Dapper Dino community. Uh, I think it's one of the strongest communities 
uh, in the NFT space, if not the strongest. And I truly have, I've made some uh, really good friends, really, uh, in the in the community. And and now I'm on a podcast, so the community just brought like immense value to my life. So I just want to shout out to to the mods, the the members, the team, everybody, and uh, yeah, I'm just happy that uh, I'm I'm a part of all this. So, if you guys want to talk to Albino Rhino, talk to Ryan Moore. Um, it's Albino Rhino 19 on Twitter, and you can see him in Albino Rhino all over our Discord. This is our first um, episode, obviously, of this Dapper Dino podcast. So, if you guys have any feedback suggestions um i take feedback very well and i'm willing to become more self-aware so whether it's good or bad feel free to reach out if you have segments that you'd like to see um segments that you didn't like reach out and let me know otherwise i will see you guys in a couple weeks